Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Ever wondered how to choose the best hashtags for your Instagram posts? Welcome to the Win Big Podcast, episode 38. I'm Katie, and today I'll be helping you figure out the right hashtags to use to get your Instagram content in front of new and bigger audiences. We'll cover every step of the process from getting ideas to measuring what works, and I've got the perfect spreadsheet to help you keep everything organized. You can grab that and all the links from this episode in the show notes at thewhin.co slash podcast. So why do hashtags matter? I talk a lot about hashtags and I know that um, people who are newer to Instagram uh, sometimes find it confusing. In my beginner Instagram workshops, I often have to explain what a hashtag actually is, like what it's for. So I'll just give you a few quick notes as to why it's important to have good hashtags on your posts. Like what are they actually going to do for you? So the first thing you need to know is that the hashtags are what tell Instagram who should see your content. So on a website, um, Google chooses who to show things to on the basis of keywords and things that are in your content. It's a process called search engine optimization or SEO. But on Instagram, we're not reading all the keywords from the post, we're just looking at the hashtags. So it doesn't matter what you've written in your caption, it doesn't matter what you've put in your picture, Instagram doesn't know what it's about, except on the basis of the hashtags that you choose to include. So it's really, really important for helping Instagram to know who it should show your content to. The other thing that they do is that they define the context of where people will see you. So of course, people who follow your account already will see you in their newsfeed for the most part, and your posts will come up alongside other people's, um, and there's no sort of specific context that you have any control or awareness of. But with a hashtag, you're gonna show up in a hashtag gallery. So if somebody is browsing a specific hashtag for content that they'll find interesting and accounts to follow, then you're going to be shown alongside other people who've created posts and use the same hashtag. So you need to look at the hashtags to understand what is the context so that you're putting your content into hashtag galleries, which makes sense for your audience and for what you're doing. And so really what they do is they allow you to get in front of new people. 
Um, but they also have this third benefit, which is that they boost your reach within your existing audience. So people who follow you already are more likely to see your posts when you use hashtags on them, which are hashtags that person is already interested in. So when Instagram can see that a piece of your content has a hashtag on it, and the person is following you, then that increases the chances of you showing up in the newsfeed at all, because you've probably seen, you probably know, that not every post you create gets in front of every single one of your followers. So the hashtags help Instagram to know when a piece of your content is worth putting in front of your followers and which people should see it first. So those are some of the benefits of hashtags. Let's dive into the four things that you need to do for your hashtag research to, to really get a grip on what hashtags you should be using, which ones are working well, and then um, some organization tips to help make sure you're using them effectively and in the long term. So the first thing we want to talk about is where to get your ideas from. And if you've downloaded the spreadsheet from the show notes that's connected to this podcast, I mentioned it in the intro, then you can use this spreadsheet, but you can also do this with a blank Word document or even on a piece of paper. And the first thing you're going to do is to just go through all of your own recent posts and write down every single hashtag that you've used on all of them. So obviously don't write anything down more than once, but every hashtag that you've used in your last 10 posts or in the last two months or whatever you would define as recent, write them all down. Even if you're not sure they were any good, just write them all down. Then I want you to browse through the people you're following connected with on Instagram, people that you know about on Instagram who are in the same line of business as you. So they are your competitors, they do the same thing. And have a look on their posts and see what hashtags they're using and write down all of those. So there might be a few in there which are location specific and that location might not be relevant to you. Um, so feel free to exclude anything that's obviously a location-based that doesn't apply. But for everything else, you don't need to pass judgment, just write them down. We want to have as long a list of options as possible. So don't be picky at this stage, just get everything down on paper. So your own posts, your direct competitors' posts, and then you also want to have a look at some accounts who are serving or who are connecting with the same audience that you are interested in. So if you're running a business service um, and supporting business owners, then you would look for other accounts that also support business owners, but don't necessarily do the same thing. So if you're an accountant, you could look at what VAs are doing or what graphic designers are doing, for example, to get an idea. And from those accounts, you want to focus on, again, everything that is in the right location, if there's location tags. But if you're an accountant and they're a graphic designer, then there's gonna be some tags in there about graphic design, which are obviously not relevant. So you can skip anything that's obviously subject matter irrelevant because it belongs to a different type of business. But anything which reflects the audience that you are both connecting with, you wanna make sure you've got all of those. And if in doubt, if you're not sure what a hashtag is or whether it's right for you, then add it to the list. This is, as I say, the goal of this is to get as many ideas as possible. So this is your starting point and hopefully by now you should have like a huge list of hashtags, um, an enormous list. In the next step, we're gonna be talking about looking at hashtag galleries. Um, 
you may decide if you don't have as many hashtags on this ideas list as you'd like, you can use in the hashtag galleries, there's a row of related hashtags that you can scroll through. So you can pick and choose hashtags from there and add those to your list, I, either in advance of doing the sort of research part or just as you're going through, you can always just add more to the end of the list. If you're still looking for more hashtag ideas, you could also try using a few websites. Um, Focal Mark and Display Purposes both allow you to put in one hashtag of your, your own choosing and they will give you 30 related hashtags. So that could be really helpful for finding more ideas. There's also Tailwind as an app which you can use to schedule Instagram posts and do various things. But one of its features is that it will suggest hashtags to you on the basis of the content in your captions. So you could potentially use that as well to help you figure out some hashtag ideas and put those on your spreadsheet. The other thing you might be interested in is that I have a hashtag cheat sheet. Um, only goes out to my email subscribers and the next one's due in early August. But what that is, is a massive spreadsheet that's got hundreds of hashtag ideas broken up by different audiences, by different interests, by different business types. Um, so all different kinds of people will be covered by that. It's worth having a look at. Um, even if you're not convinced that everything is going to be useful, it's full of ideas. So you may find some in there to pad out your own lists, your own spreadsheets. So if you are interested in that, I will mention it on the podcast again when it's available. Um, but you can also sign up to my email list now. The link for that will be in the show notes. And then you will get access to it as soon as it's ready. So you don't have to watch out for the announcement in a future podcast episode. So that's idea gathering. We want to have a big, long list of ideas gathered from your own posts, your competitors' posts, your peers and collaborators, from hashtag galleries, from external sources, and also from my hashtag cheat sheet, if you would like to use that. The next thing to do is to think about which of these hashtags are actually worth using. So not every hashtag is a good hashtag for every account. Lots of hashtags are good hashtags for somebody, but they might not be a good hashtag for you. So there's a few different things to think about. So what I want you to do now is to go through each of the hashtags on your list and have a look at the hashtag gallery for that particular tag. So to do that, you're gonna open up Instagram, you're gonna click on the magnifying glass to get to the search page. And in the bar at the top, you're just gonna type in the hashtag exactly as is written, um, all joined together no spaces, and then you can filter by tags rather than accounts, and then click to open the gallery for that particular hashtag. And what you'll see at the top is that it tells you how many posts are in that hashtag. And then underneath you can see two tabs. One is a top tab of all the most popular content, and one is a recent tab, which is in chronological order. So in this spreadsheet, what I want you to do first is to write down the size of the hashtag uh, next to it. And then I want you to make a note of the type of content that you see as you scroll through that top tab and through the recent tab and just getting a sense, you know, what category fits, does it fit into? Is it a hashtag challenge of some kind? Can you see people posting like lists of prompts, for example? Are there lots of selfies in there? Are there lots of other businesses talking um, about business in there? 
are there bloggers or influencers and really just to get a sense for yourself what categories that you post about that this hashtag might be relevant to or what types of people are posting to it and looking at it and so you can just start to figure out which hashtags are going to be useful to you in different scenarios whatever is interesting um, just note that down and you will learn nuances over time and get a better sense of what's relevant to keep track of but for now just write down whatever comes to mind if you're doing this on paper rather than in the spreadsheet um, then you can just cross out anything where you're looking at it and you're like that's I'm not going to use that that's not the right size or it's not the right content you don't need to worry about keeping track of hashtags that you won't use so for the size of the hashtag I would say your upper limit is going to be around a million for some people some people choose 500,000 some people will do posts that have up to 2 million just whatever you feel is appropriate for you um, and what the good hashtags are um, in terms of content your lower limit should be around 10,000 so hashtags which have less content in them than that generally have too small of an audience so there's not enough people looking at that content in order for you to be able to find customers who are physically local to you if that's relevant and who are interested in the specific thing that you have to offer the exception to that would be if the hashtag itself is both local and specific to your niche so like hashtag Glasgow accountants for example is very specific as to where people are and what the subject matter is or like Scottish powerlifting is an example I use quite a lot so if you find a hashtag like that which describes a location that you're in and is specific to your niche then you can go down to 1000 posts anything from 1000 to 10,000 is fine um, but if it's not specific in both of those ways, then 10,000 would be your bottom limit. I hope that makes sense. And then also, as you're choosing hashtags, you want to get rid of anything where the content's not relevant. So, for example, if you were a beekeeper or you're selling honey or something like that, then you might do posts about bees and use hashtag buzz or hashtag sting. But when you actually go and look at those hashtags, the content is about buzz cuts and about the singer called Sting. It's not really about bees and beekeeping. So those hashtags, you would cross them off your list because the content isn't relevant to what you want to talk about. It might be that your target audience are super interested in the singer Sting, the musician, but you're not talking about him, you're talking about bees. So you don't want to be putting content into a hashtag which doesn't match with what that hashtag's about because people will see it in that hashtag and think, well, this isn't relevant and ignore it. And when people ignore content, that tells Instagram that it's not interesting. And your content is interesting, but only to people who are interested in it in the places where they are looking for it, where they are switched on to kind of that particular interest or activity so you've got to make sure that you're using hashtags which match up with both your audience and with the type of content that you're actually posting so those two things to kind of think about so just a quick recap of that section you're going to look up every hashtag that you've got on your list and check the size of the hashtag is above 10,000 and below 1 million and you're going to check that the content is relevant both to your audience and to what you like to post about. And any hashtag which does do all of those things, you can keep. And anything that doesn't do all of those things, you can cross off your list. 
The third step, once you've gone through your list and weeded out all of the non-useful hashtags, is to organize the list. So at this stage, you might have 50 or 100 hashtags in an ideal world, which you could potentially use, but you're not going to be able to use all of them every single time. And even if you only had 30 hashtags, you still shouldn't use all the same hashtags every single time. We'll come back to talk about that later. But what you want to do at this stage is to organize your list so that when you post on different topics, you can easily find the hashtags that you've prepared for that topic, which might be different than hashtags that you would use when you talk about different things. You might also have a little group of hashtags that you use on every post. So I have kind of three or four business specific hashtags, which I always use. And then everything else is kind of customized to what the content is talking about. Um, so I've got my list organized to cover my general hashtags and then all of the different specific categories. And depending on how much detail you want to include, you can organize your list in different ways. So if you're using the spreadsheet, um, there's a column there where you can add in a specific category and you can choose just three or four categories that make sense for your business um, and pop those in that column there. And then you'll be able to filter the list based on specific categories and find the ones that you want. If you've written your list in a Word document, um, you can type it into spreadsheet columns. You can kind of copy things across and put the category at the top of each column, or you can just organize your Word document on the basis of like put headings in it for your different categories. And that's totally fine as well. If that makes more sense to you than having a spreadsheet, then that's a really good way to organize them as well. If you've written your initial list on paper, that's grand. It's a, it's a good place to think. I like to think on paper. My notes for this podcast episode are all written on paper, but it's really easy to lose paper. So even if it's in a notebook, it's really easy to lose the page or when you finish using that notebook, it gets filed away and then your list is no longer there. And it also means as well that it's a total pain to update because you've got limited space. Um, you can't just shift things around and recategorize them very easily. So even if you wrote your original list, your kind of research list on paper, at this stage, you do want to transfer it either into a spreadsheet or into a Word document um, using either column headings or just section headings in the Word document. The other place it might be useful for you is to include a list in the Notes app on your phone. Um, so if you can sync documents between your phone and your computer um, and then like save the note to your desktop or your home screen on your phone, I forgot what it was called there for a second, then you'll be able to open that list really easily when you're creating a post and copy and paste little groups of hashtags. So you can take the five hashtags that you use on every post plus five hashtags from your particular category and then you'll have 10 good hashtags and you're good to go and you can sprinkle in a few others from different places if you like. If you're using a scheduling tool on your computer, then you can just keep the list on your computer. Um, you don't need to have it saved to your phone because you can just copy and paste things across on the screen. So if you're using a scheduling tool like Buffer or Later or Tailwind or anything like that, then you can create Instagram posts on your computer. The Facebook Creator Studio also now allows you to connect to your Instagram account and you can create Instagram posts from your computer, which is like a whole new thing which is very exciting. I will do a podcast episode about the Facebook Creator Studio in a couple of weeks time so that you can understand all of what's involved in that. But if you have been longing to create Instagram posts from your computer, then we now have the option. 
so if you're creating the post on the computer, then you would just keep the list on the computer. You also may decide that you still just want to keep the list in the spreadsheet on your computer, but when you're creating your Instagram post, you're going to have the spreadsheet open in front of you. And then when you type the hashtags in, they'll autocomplete based on hashtags you've used before. So you only have to type them in in full once and then they'll predict themselves later and that makes it nice and easy. Of course, you want to be really careful that first time that you spell them correctly because otherwise you will autocomplete or you'll have to choose between the correct and the incorrect spelling every single time you create a post with that hashtag afterwards, which is a bit of a pain. So however you want to store your hashtags and organize them and use them, there's lots of different options. There's no way that's best for everybody. It's just about finding what's best for you, just in the same way that there's no, no hashtag that's best for everybody. It just depends on what suits your content. It's the same with your organization system. So just do whatever works for you and feel free to change it up in a few weeks time if it isn't working. The last step then in understanding which hashtags are good and which ones you should keep using is to actually use hashtags on your posts and then to use Instagram's insights to measure which ones were actually effective for you. So all of your posts are going to have different hashtags on them. You're not going to use the exact same set of hashtags on every single post. There should be variations. And so you'll be able to compare the data from one post with the data from another post so that you can see which groups of hashtags are most effective. There isn't a way to try and track a single tag and to see what influence that one single tag had on a post, but you can. we can do a more generic kind of tracking, which I will explain to you in a second. So what to do is to start by keeping an eye on the reach of your posts and the percentage of people looking at a post who are not following you already. So to find this information, as long as you have a business account, you can look up your Instagram insights and you're going to go to the post that you want to see the data for. And underneath it, there'll be a little link, a blue link that says view insights. And when you tap on that, it opens up a little tray of post insights and you can see there's a few icons there, a few different numbers. You just want to swipe to drag that tab upwards and it opens up a full page of information. And one of the sections there is called discovery and it will tell you how many accounts were reached by your post. And then in smaller writing underneath that, it will tell you a percentage of people who were not following your account. So you want to have a look at the, the overall reach. So how big is that discovery number? And you want to think about the percentage of people not following you. And you just want to do that over say five to 10 posts to get a sense of what is good for you and what is bad for you. And you can do this on your posts from before you researched your hashtags, but it, it's best to do it as well after you kind of updated the hashtags you're using to see what the difference is, what the variety is and how those are performing. And what I want you to do once you've got a sense of it is to set some kind of cutoff. So, so not at the middle, but somewhere, you know, if you research, if you looked at 10 posts to see what was the best, then have a cutoff which cuts off the top two or three posts. So say most of them are getting 30% to 50%, but then you got three that got 65%, 74% and 81% say. So your cutoff could either be a 65 or a 74, depending on, or you could just do 70% would be your cutoff. 
and then you're gonna go through the hashtags on any post which has a 70% selection of people who are not following you and look at all the hashtags and then just on your list, put a little star or a check mark or a plus one against each tag that was used on a post that did really well. And then, so if, it, if one hashtag was on three of the posts that did really well, it should have three stars next to it. If it was on 10 posts that did really well, it should have 10 stars next to it. So you're just gonna kind of tally up which hashtags are consistently on the really good posts. And for the next month or two, you can check the insights on each post as it goes up um, after a few days and then mark which hashtags are contributing to posts which have a much higher percentage of accounts who are not following you. And the goal here is not to have 30 best hashtags that you use every single time. It's much, much better to have 50 awesome hashtags or 100 awesome hashtags and then choose 15 to 20 or 30 really good hashtags to use each time, which are different from one post to the next. Because if you use the same set, the same identical set of hashtags every single time without changing it up, then that starts to make you look like a bot rather than like a real person. And we don't want to do anything that gives Instagram the impression that you're not a real person. Um, that is not good for your performance in the newsfeed, in the algorithms. So you definitely want to make sure you're varying the order of your hashtags, you're using different ones each time, um, and you're not just copying and pasting 30 hashtags to your posts every single time. Now, of course, this reach and the percentage of accounts seeing it who weren't following you, these stats are also affected by the engagement on a post, the picture that you've chosen, how many times your post was shared to people's Instagram stories, those types of things. So it's not only the hashtags that have an impact, but there's no way of pulling apart the different influences, the different ways that different elements of your post have influenced its reach. Um, so although you can see down at the bottom of this discovery section, whether people found you from their home feed, from hashtags or somewhere else, there's still an overall influence in terms of the pictures and the engagement as to how many more people Instagram shows it to. Um, so even if you use the same hashtags on two quite similar posts, the images, the shares and the comments will all have an impact on the reach of that post as well as the hashtags. So do bear that in mind. But just to recap, for that measurement, you're gonna keep an eye on the reach of each post and of the percentage of accounts who saw it that aren't following you already. And you're going to make a note of which hashtags are on the posts which perform the best against those two metrics. And you're gonna do that over the course of a couple of months in order to build up a record of which hashtags are typically the ones you've used on posts which have performed the best. Hashtag research is a reasonable amount of work, um, but it is work that you only have to do occasionally. You don't need to research a whole new set of hashtags every month. Once a quarter, once every six months is probably fine. And even then you're going to be updating and refreshing your list of hashtags rather than starting again from scratch. So the time investment for this first round of hashtag research will probably be an hour, a couple of hours, maybe more, depending on how many hashtags you want to look through initially. But then going forward, you'll be able to put in 20 minutes here and there every few months just to have a look around, find some new hashtags, see whether or not they're good 
um, check the size of the hashtags you've been using already. If you have some that were already in the high hundred thousands, they might tip over and be too big. So you can kind of experiment and um, see which hashtags work for you and that will change over time. So before I say goodbye, let's do a quick recap. First, for your hashtag research, you want to get ideas from your own old posts, from your peers, from related hashtags, from external sources like the Cheat Sheet or the Tailwind app or any of the websites I mentioned. Then you want to evaluate each potential hashtag on this list by its size and by how relevant it is to your audience and to the content you want to post. Third, you're going to organize your list of keepers into categories based on the type of content that you typically post and how those hashtags would relate to those different categories. And lastly, you want to measure how well each post does at reaching new audiences to build up a picture of 50 to 100 top hashtags, which you can pick and choose from later. Thanks for joining me today to talk about hashtags. Instagram is one of my favorite topics. So if you have any questions you'd like me to answer, feel free to send me a direct message. My Instagram handle is thewhinco, all as one word. That's T-H-E-W-H-I-N-C-O. You can also email me at curious at I'd love to feature some listener questions in future episodes. This has been episode 38 of the Whin Big Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.